tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops. Another G.I. Joe movie? Come on! Hey now, Chumpzilla. Don't judge G.I. Joe movies until you've given them a chance. No, I watched it and it sucks. Well, now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Pork chop sandwiches? Mr. Badabasage. Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flaps for our 133rd episode. And we are presented by Wabam Entertainment. That's W-O-B-A-M Entertainment. Tonight in the second of our Hops and Attempted Franchise Flaps series, we're headed to Japan to train as part of the super secret ninja syndicate, the Arashikage. Technically, this is Captain Cash's life goal. I, I did. I achieved it. I did train with the Arashikage. Did you also steal their magic fire rock? <laughs> they are super pissed about some stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's that. Maybe some other stuff. I really can't talk about it. Not allowed back. Yep. Huh? Nope. No. Uh, so for tonight, along with me, you heard Captain Cash. That is hey, the hard master himself. He's always hard. And he's the master. I'm always master of something. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. And uh, we've got the man who killed Snake Eyes' dad, Chumpzilla. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big uh, loaded dice aficionado. It's my thing. I love it. Just really, really like like games of chance on person's life. Not so much like Two-Face, right? You don't want to flip the coin. You want at least a couple more outcomes. No, I I think, you know, just it adds to the illusion of, you know, chance there. It's like, hey, it's not just, you know, 50-50. It's dice. You might actually have a shot here. But no, I'm a big fan of loaded dice. Just just how I roll. Nice. Yeah, well, that's how uh, he rolled. To his doom. Anyway. Uh, and if you think that joke was bad, you haven't seen Snake Eyes 2021. Yeah. If you yeah. think my humor is off-putting, where do you see the camera work? Once <laughs> uh, more, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and Flops. And you can find Wabam Entertainment on Twitter and Instagram at W-O-B-M-E-N-T. We'll give our social handles at the end of the pod. Uh, Snake Eyes is available to rent on most platforms for $5.99, but it is on sale on Amazon for $2.99 in ultra high def. Oh, what did I do? Son of a bitch. Yeah, I, I did text you guys that. Hey, it's on oh, sale. I had a busy day. I, like a nostalgic asshole, bought this movie as soon as it was available. <laughs> oh, no. For $24.99. Oh. So. Well, I mean, to be fair, I bought, I bought Black Widow. So, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. People in glass houses and stuff, I guess. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm not going to complain too much. You know, I understand why you might do that, T-Dubs. I mean, it's not Brian De Palma's strongest work, but I think Cage and Sinise make for a decent combo. So, I mean, oh, it's an all right no. movie. Yeah, not Any that Cage is good, guys. Cage. <laughs> Wait, no, it's the, the Nicolas Cage movie, right? No, I wish. I wish it was that. Wait, which Snake Eyes are we doing again? This is the one with Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians as what Ooh. should be a mute ninja assassin. 
but he yeah. talks a lot and then you're like oh i wish he was in the accident that made him unable i to wish talk. he wasn't <laughs> talking right now yeah if i could if i could add anything to this character it would be to take away his ability to speak yeah so can we go hey, back to the bonus points so bonus points no mouth on his mask so that's a plus the puckered lips are, are not here yeah puckered yeah. rubber lips not present so weird I, i'm sorry so the weird. sensuous puckered rubber lips full. the supple full full sensuous supple lips yeah i i, I listen yeah. i'm i'm just saying maybe it's not as big a problem as you guys think it is and you know what? You know what makes it all that much better is when you realize that it's Ray Park under that mask. That is the best part of that. That's some sweet, sweet yeah. Darth Maul loving. Knowing that Darth Maul's lips are so sensual is that's a bonus. It is. He's got a also, softer side. Wh- what was his nickname from Ballistic X for Sever? Was it the Prince of Darkness? <laughs> it was something dumb. Sorry. It was tur- <laughs> Turtleneck McStabby. <laughs> that's a tack Tactical neck. Or it's a tactile neck. neck. Tactile, tactile neck. neck. Wow. Uh, anyway, yeah. all right. What's okay? Uh, yep. Let's get so, going here. As we talk about this, now I'm drinking beer because it's required. And uh, tonight we are drinking Asahi Super Dry, which is a Japanese rice lager uh, with a Captain Cash disapproved 5.2 ABV. I uh, did win a gold medal at the 2014 World Beer Cup and carries a moderate balance, bitterness, and crisp, clean finish. Uh, this beer closely aligns with the movie's Japanese setting. Uh, Snake Eyes is all about the Yakuza and, of course, the Arashkage. So I picked it for that. Also, its dry notes really evoke the acting stylings of Henry Golding, who makes alleged cannibal when Dingo Hammer look like Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> I just, I mean, this guy can act. I've seen Crazy Rich Asians. He's good in that. I think part of the problem here is I think his direction was be constipated and he just ran with that. Um, I think be a my dick. biggest issue is, is, is the star of your snake eyes movie, much like army hammer. I found both those guys, their characters as written to be unlikable. Yes. They aren't uh, particularly compelling heroes in your hero movie, but anyway. So yeah, his direction was apparently, can you do sulking, brooding dickhead? All right. He nailed <laughs> no, it. No charm. None. No notes. Perfect, Henry. Perfect. You're crushing this. It's like he knew that this thing was going to make $40 million every day he walked on set. He's <laughs> like, oh, Christ. I really, yeah. I liked G.I. Joe as a kid. And I was really excited to play Snake Eyes. What the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Damn it. So as for the Asahi Super Dry, I like this beer a lot. I think it's a good Japanese beer. I'd sit through three bad movies and have it. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, Super Dry is one of those. It's not my favorite Japanese beer, so I'd probably call it two and a half movies. But yeah, it's it's a good solid lager. You can't really complain about it too hard. No. Yeah. No. And it's, it's like the standard. I'm at a sushi restaurant in the midwest and what kind of japanese beer do you have that is sapporo sir (laughs) yeah it's either gonna be sapporo sapporo's everywhere yeah yeah yeah, it's either gonna be sapporo or or this is gonna be the exotic uh but you know i've definitely had my share it's very drinkable it's crisp um yes doesn't have the super dry super dry crisp doesn't have a lot of aftertaste and at 5.2 i'll give it two movies 
Yeah, sure. So uh, cheers to that. So Snake Eyes was directed by Robert Schwenke, who you may know from those incredibly bland Divergent movies. Oof. Oh, boy. You know, it's those films where handsome young people fight oppression, i.e. every YA film adaptation ever. Yeah, ever. from I mean, early to mid-aughts and yeah, teen like, aughts. We got Hunger Games. We got uh, the the Maze Runner. Twilight movies, the Maze Runner. Uh, yeah. You know, listen, I'm, I'm glad those actors got work. Uh, you know, Chronicle, Bionicle. We Hanukkah, don't speak of Josh the, Trank uh, on this pod. That's the religious one, Hanukkah, where the Hanukkah. the three rabbis get superpowers. Yeah, it's really good. I don't, yeah. don't want to talk about Josh Trank. Mazel tov, <laughs> Mazel tov. Uh, so, Snake Eyes, we said, stars Henry Crazy Rich Asians Golding as as the titular Snake Eyes. I don't know if he has a name other than that, other than Fish Boy. Hey, Fish Boy, which that's I that's a, he's only referred to as a couple of things. Hey, shit face. Hey, cheer up, Dick, Dick Nose. John Nada. Yeah. Uh, you've got Andrew Warrior Koji as Storm Shadow. Also, he's Tommy. He's the heir to the Arashkagi throne. Uh, you've got Ursula. Why is she here? Corbero as the Baroness. You've got Samara. Why is she here? Weaving as Scarlet. You've got Peter 300 Mensa as the <laughs> Blind Master. Iko the Raid Uwes as the Hard Master. And Takahiro Hira as Kenta. There's a host of others, but Kenta's really the principal bad guy. Those are some of the principal players. Um, there's also a female in the, the the Arashkagi clan that plays a pretty big role. Uh, I did not get her name on here. That's oh, the head of security. Bad. Yeah. But wait, hey. Who's um, British? What? Whoa. Well, Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm sorry, but there's a name here that seems familiar. The actress that plays Scarlet. Is she of the Red Skull weavings? She's uh, actually Megatron's niece. She's got a little bit of Decepticon blood in her. I discovered that the other day. Huh. Yeah. I just know I her from... I extremely uh, old. I know her from Ready or Not, which is a lot of fun. I recommend that. Yeah, thing. Ready or Not's great. Uh, she's also in Bill and Ted, the, the new one. She's... Oh, no kidding. She is uh, Bill's daughter. Yeah. Huh. She's, she's great in that. That's a very funny movie. I like that a lot. Uh, Snake Eyes opened in July of this year and it bombed about as hard as a movie can bomb. It grossed roughly $40 million on an estimated budget of $88 to $100 million. Oof, I read it oof. needed to make like $176 to $200 to break even. It did not. I can't imagine it selling well because a week after I bought it for $24.99, it was $9.99. <laughs> I think it's bounced back up, but tells you where it's at. You know what? Now I don't feel so bad. Yeah. Uh, it was also sliced and diced by critics, 36% on Rotten Tomatoes with 170 reviews and carries a 43 on Metacritic. Something I found shocking was the user score on Rotten Tomatoes was 74%. Listen, I love G.I. Joe. I still have all my toys from childhood. Um, I'm tr- currently looking into how I can repair most of them because all the rubber bands have basically eroded to the point where they're just falling apart. But not even that sweet nostalgia could make me like this movie. It's just a mess. It's not like we keep coming back to movie that is the t- movie that is titled the main character and that main character not being likable. 
Yeah. Speaking of which, how would you describe this movie in one sentence? Because my one sentence description sort of relates to that. Uh, we'll start with you, Chumpzilla. Remember how great X-Men Origins Wolverine went? Yeah. So let's do that, but more meh. Okay. Yeah, I can see that because like that movie, they are stuffing characters into this for seemingly no reason. Uh, Captain Cash. Enter the snake eyes. That's good. Or, or Snake Eyes Begins, however you want to do it. One snake or the other. Snake Eyes Begins, yeah. Yeah, hey, I'll steal one as an alternate here, Captain Cash, because you inspired me with one of the texts earlier. Uh, you could be like Mortal Snake Combat. Oh, my God. This, this, movie, this movie has the exact opening of the Mortal Kombat movie that released this year. Almost. Like, almost. like if there was one script floating around of like, there's a martial arts thing that we're going to do. And somehow someone got a hold of it and went, oh, okay, I'll make this a Mortal Kombat movie. And someone else got a hold of it and went, oh, we'll do G.I. Joe with this. I would believe that. Like it is, yeah. it is the exact same thing. Hey, you know what? The blob could have showed up too. That would have been nice. Anytime Ryan Reynolds wants to show up, do a couple quips and he's fucking off for, you know, five minutes to take the piss out of the movie. I'd take that. He, he wasn't the blob though, but Hey, also, this movie does snake eyes. That is, does give us an animality. So it's got that uh, there. For it. True. So since spoilers, we basically talked about how unlikable the character is. I would just say like snake eyes is like if Anakin Skywalker turned evil because Obi-Wan Kenobi betrayed him and was a total piece of shit. I mean, kind of like, I, the whole time I keep like looking at, and we'll get into the plot, obviously, but the whole time I keep looking at Storm Shadow going, how, is he not the protagonist? Why does he keep like trying to help this dude? He's incredibly likable. Uh, I, I'm partial because I love that show Warrior, but he really is the guy that is the likable character here. You're the one, you empathize with him throughout the movie. And as we'll get to in the plot in just a moment, Snake Eyes continues to betray him. Even yeah. when he figures out, like, I should stop betraying him now. He's like, no, I'll go through with it. Just a couple more. I, I mean, not, not a lot, yeah. you know, a few. But I will say, I don't think one actor versus the other is like inherently more likable. But the, the part that is given to Storm Shadow makes the character much more sympathetic and much more uh, relatable to the audience. Um, or I get it. Again, they're trying to do like a truncated hero's journey thing with Snake Eyes, but it's not really, it's just not a lot to it. He's just kind of sulky and angry because he's just revenge driven. Yeah. Well, let's get to that because here's the plot, right? Movie opens up, as you said, just like Mortal Kombat. Almost. We'll get there. With, with a murder. Yeah. With young Snake Eyes witnessing the execution of his father. Uh, his father rolls the dice in an attempt to try and save his own life. Of course, as we'll later discover, these dice are loaded. So there is no winning in this scenario. And they come up snake eyes. Clever, because that is now his name. <laughs> Which, again, that is such a, oh, you've got no people? You're Han Solo. Yeah. What's your name? Oh. Han Snake Eyes. <laughs> your name Fuck, is. I don't care. Your name is Ass Rumpus McMuffin. Secret Ninja code name Ash Rumpus McMuffin. <laughs> I'm just shocked we didn't get a scene with him with a giant fuzzy dice hanging on his rearview mirror at some point. Oh, I I'm sure it was coming. I'm sure that oh, was yeah. probably edited out in post. 
Yeah. Given the wide variety of dice games, there's an off shot that the super ninja from G.I. Joe is called Yahtzee in another <laughs> oh, dimension. Yeah. I, I could see that. Yep. <laughs> I, could, I could definitely see that. Better than his cousin Craps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Craps is the worst ninja. Every trial, he shits his pants. <laughs> Craps, what color is your belt? Brown? <laughs> Always. Yeah. Three yeah, challenges honestly, of the warrior. Don't shit yourself. That's number one. <laughs> oh, okay. So flash forward. And now Snake Eyes is a drifter who fights for seemingly no reason, just like in the Mortal Kombat movie. And he's approached. on a cage fight. <laughs> yeah, we're approached uh, by a, this guy, Kenta. You should come work for me and do evil things. Uh, I, w- I got to give a shout out to his opponent in this a first fight which is mojo raleigh former wwe superstar and 24 7 champion and good friend of rob Gronkowski, who yeah. played football at maryland very big intimidating guy only you can't tell because the camera work here sets the stage for what is one of the worst framed movies we've God, ever done so fast all the time like i yes. tried to count it out it's it's like one oh. and a half to two seconds per cut all the fights, very close cropped, lots of cuts, lots of shaky cam. And uh, much like Mortal Kombat, you know, he's getting his butt kicked in this one. Although he does pull it off in the end. but um, Which, again, like with the chain sort thing, of I still don't underdog, understand. But... Yeah, I, like why, why are their weapons loud? Why are they also fighting amidst concrete blocks? Which would be like, this seems like a bad idea. <laughs> seems safe. Are we, yeah, are we letting this fly? This is uh, really very video gamey. Very like, video gamey. I was almost ninety five percent sure that Jimmy Bobo was going to leap over one with an axe and just enter the frame and then just quickly leap out. <laughs> My God, that man's got a family that he's going to betray. That's Jimmy Bobo's music. <laughs> uh, so this guy Kenta oh. gets Snake Eyes to agree to work for him by saying, "Like you come work for me." I'll give you your father's killer. Okay. Well, that's really his entire motivation throughout the whole movie and why he's such an unlikable character, because there are many times where he should understand that there's probably better paths to this and never diverts course just continues on. So enter Tommy, AKA future storm shadow. He's also working for the Yakuza. It turns out he's undercover because his clan, the Arashkage wants to stop the illicit gun trade into Japan. This is dumb plot point number one. Tommy, who is part of the most famous Japanese ninja clan, is undercover with a bunch of people who should know who he is and want to kill him. Mm-hmm. What is this? I mean, he's just that good a ninja. What do you want? Yeah. He's just That's that fair. Good. And we do get a great scene of uh, Snake Eyes stuffing a plastic wrapped Uzi into a fish carcass. That's yes. cool. Yeah. That, that's their smuggling technique. They are stuffing giant fish with Uzis, uh-huh. as he, you do. Here's... Which is, way, I mean, it's the reverse of the cat silencer. It's, yeah. the, it's the fish Uzi loudener. Yeah, you, you weigh fish when it's imported and, and whatnot. Like, if you're stuffing it full of really heavy guns, it's going to seem a little off. Yeah, get, well, it, I mean, I'm, I'm sure assuming they've, they've got the people path, on both but, sides of the yeah. operation, but it's regardless, just it just seems yeah. like a really, yeah, it's a really overcomplicated plot point. This movie also, thinks it's way more clever than it really is. Yes, the camera work even here is nauseating. It's like they did it on, it's almost like a, a tracking shot, but whoever's holding the camera is either drunk 
or giggling about how stupid the movie is because it's <laughs> it's constantly shaking it's infuriating it doesn't look good like i get it's supposed to like be mimicking that this person is walking but it's off-putting it's not it's very not good no anyway things happen they discover tommy's a spy because kenta shows up how does he not know that kenta is involved with this gang it's beyond me kicks punches katana swipes and trucks and we're off to japan i actually really like this scene but we're going to get into our favorite action scenes later because all the katanas going through the truck is a cool visual you know this gave me big uh big trouble in little china vibes you got two guys in a semi truck and what's going on what's happening it gave me you know, big the inside of a magician's box where he's like stabbing the swords into the but keeps missing the lady. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and as Chumsell and I were talking about last night, this is also a dumb plot point. I didn't even put in the notes because the whole assumption on Kenta's part is that he'll get to Japan safely with Tommy. And then he sends 200 dudes with swords after them and he nearly gets stabbed to death, which would rupture his entire plan. So, uh, yeah, because, you know, the spoilers, but there's a little double crossing going on here. As we go through, you'll see like Snake Eyes is working for Kenta this entire time. Uh, all right. So we continue on. They're in Japan. Tommy's like, you should join our clan. But to do that, you've got to take the three challenges of the warrior. Um, again, the kicker Snake Eyes is still working for Kenta. Who wants this magic rock that? exists in the village and it can float this was also i i get there's got to be an element of mysticism to this but this rock was a really stupid thing to do the movie yeah. is supposed it, to be grounded and sort of gritty and then all of a sudden here's a magic rock that shoots fireballs not even fireballs it just blows shit up yeah it's really... very much a macguffin it's like the definition of macguffin it's like a thing we need that makes no other sense than the concept of the, the movie exactly or the plot, other than it, yeah. it's it's I need to have this device. Then that's what that, yeah reasons. they want this, and I get it. Like the rock is very powerful, but in a day and age where all these people are packing heat, you'd have to assume that sniper rifles exist in this reality, and they would just shoot the man in the head who has the magic rock, which you literally have to carry on your person, like it's one of the magic stones from Temple of Doom. Yeah, you, ha- I- you have to aim it, and I don't know how far it can shoot. But yeah. It's and the movie doesn't really explain it all that well either. But again, my big complaint here is this movie can't make up its mind what it wants to be. Does it want to be like a martial arts film? Does it want to be a G.I. Joe movie? Does it want to be a superhero movie with like fantastical elements? Because let's just be honest, like, yeah, yeah, there's there's some sci-fi stuff to G.I. Joe, but typically magic isn't really one of their things. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It it just felt out of place. Like I sort of like get what they're going for because there are these giant snakes who are part of the three challenges of the warrior. That was almost a bridge too far for me, even. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, I mean, that doesn't well, he, really fit in the universe. Here's the thing that drives me nuts, right? Unless unless that was a glimpse of Cobra Law, then I'm down. It's a ninja test, right? All these things are a ninja test. Almost all of the tests involve not doing ninja shit. It's just do nothing. Don't fight the snakes. Don't do the thing. Yes. The so if snakes, I just did nothing. Yeah, you could be in square. Yeah. The test is don't fight hard master because you will lose. Uh, don't be a liar because the snakes will eat your face. 
<laughs> think that's the test. Hey, if you're an asshole, which he is, the snake will eat your face, which they try to do. Snake is always going to eat your face. You definitely want to avoid that if you can. So this yeah, is where the, yeah. the, the movie in, in terms of quality really begins to tip for me because then all of a sudden they carelessly insert the Baroness who's working with Kenta and Scarlet for no reason. Reasons ish. Yeah. yeah. And not really fleshed out either. They just kind no. of show up and it's like, oh, she's a Joe. Some exposition. Who are the yep. Joes? They're the good guys. She works for Cobra. But what's Cobra, Tommy? They're the bad guys. Oh, like fair. That's, that's what's like. Oh no, it, it, I I am working honestly, for them, but I can't tell you that. Should I stop? No, I will yep. continue. Honestly, that is the twist. The like the one real twist in the movie is that. Oh wait, are we the baddies? Have I been working for the bad? Yeah, Cobra's the bad guys. No shit, hey, dummy. <laughs> I, yeah, I really appreciate like, the G.I. Joe movie had to like make that more complicated. Like it's spoon feeding you to the point and also force feeding you to the point of absurdity. Spoon like, feeding and force feeding. The worst yeah, kind the of characters feedings. don't yes. behave like they should to your point, T-Dubs. Yeah, which is uh, Snake Eyes just goes like, well, I guess I'll just ride this Cobra thing out and see where it goes. Which leads me to the dumb pl- plot point number two. We've already talked about it, so we'll just brush over it. He's not likable ever. Not even at the end is he likable because he ruins this person's life. <laughs> and yet they, they forgive him for stealing the most valuable thing to them and then sort of returning it, but after their entire village is burned to the ground. Anyways, he does betray Tommy, only to discover that he shouldn't have, as we've been railing about. What are you doing, idiot? Well, they have to fight Kenna to save the Arashkaki village. Fights, more snake pit with the villain being eaten because he's also not pure of heart. But now somehow Snake Eyes is. Nope. Eat that motherfucker. Uh, he's got to go. Get him. Um, they, yeah. they keep doing the show, not tell. Like, why is he pure of heart? Yes. At what point are you like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I like this guy. Because I don't. Yeah, no. Ever. Don't. <laughs> and it's really, I mean, I'm, I'm probably overthinking this a bit but it's it's a pretty weak example of not being pure of heart he wants revenge for the death of his father nine times out of ten that's considered to be like an okay the only uh, motivation or or, or or a positive character you know but he's on the hook for that for because he lies about it if he told the truth then the uh, okay, snake okay. Would yeah eat. that's a good point it's he fibbed he fibbed yeah. okay so anyway unfortunately for tommy he uses the rock after he gets it back from Kenta. That's a big no-no. You can betray the clan, but you can't use the rock to save the clan. So scales of absurdity. Because um, he tries to kill Kenta with it. Again, reasons. It's just got to create storm shadow. There's almost no reason for him to use it. At this point, it's like 30 on one. You could throw a rock at the guy's face. You're, <laughs> this is over. Ah, ah why? Dick. He. He leaves in a huff, sequel tease. The Baroness offers to hire him, and we get the call me Storm Shadow, which, by the way, is also dropped like you're like the something in the storm, the ba 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 ba, the Storm Shadow. And, ugh, which, ugh, for those ugh. of you playing at home, Arashikage in Japanese is literally Storm Shadow. Yeah. So this is the sequel tease. Guess what? It's not happening. And March. Uh, Whenever this movie was originally supposed to come out, because this was delayed, I think, four or five times, like many, many movies because of the pandemic. And honestly, they probably should have just released it. 
they announced plans for a sequel. It's not happening, folks. When you lose $100 million, it's not happening. Yeah. I think it's pretty funny when you read like the production like notes on this. Uh, <laughs> they bother to point out that, yeah, during early development, it was announced that Ray Park would not be reprising the role of Snake Eyes in this it's film. Like, I'm uh, like, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to have the British guy do it? Cool. Well, or Scottish? Is he Scottish? St- uh, he's Scottish, I believe. But Snake Eyes yeah. is tra- traditionally a Caucasian character. I agree with with they casted yeah. this movie well i think and i think it's fine yeah. to recast that character that doesn't matter at all to the, who the character yeah, is I, I think it makes sense to have your ninja be somewhat of, of uh japanese but, but he Asian certainly descent. should have been uh charming <laughs> so, yeah no you, if if him, you need him to be likable i think the problem is is that uh you know this is probably a movie that's like i hate to say it but like 20 years too late <laughs> like you needed a Snake Eyes movie like when the iron is hot. Because let's just be honest, those first two G.I. Joe movies, not that great. So they're, I don't think there was like a whole lot of hype built up for a Snake Eyes movie. No, now, if you'd done wasn't. a Snake Eyes new movie like in uh, like the 90s, uh, you probably would have made some decent bank. You know what? You mentioned that. But I think if this had been the first G.I. Joe movie, like we didn't get the other two shit fests. Maybe, maybe this would generate some buzz, but already mm-hmm. you got a G.I. Joe that's just not that, like, yeah. already the G.I. Joe name is just kind of okay. Yeah, so, so you got to remember your core audience for the Joes here are people roughly in their 40s at this me. point. Yeah. I'm the core audience, and yeah. this did not work for me. Well, late 30s to mid 40s, and at this point, I don't want to see a G.I. Joe movie. 20 years ago, I might you might have so, had my money. So here's the deal, right? This was going to be released apparently as G.I. Joe Ever Vigilant, but it was supposed to be part of a Hasbro-based shared universe along with Visionaries, mm. Knights of the Magical Light, Mask, that's an acronym, Mobile Armored Strike Command, yeah. ROM, Space Knight, and Micronaut. So that also sounds like a horrifically stupid idea. I mean, uh, listen, I, I'd be okay with a Mask movie. I'd be okay with a Visionaries movie. I remember those had like the the hologram in the chest thing mm-hmm. man that was yep. neat but a shared universe of toys does not work like you could make a great gi joe movie i i don't even think it would be that can hard you? i think you I, like, they've had three shots at it and they haven't managed it yet so i do yeah. think you can uh i do uh and i you know we'll get to it in the the questions because i have I have a bonus question about that stuff. So the way I look at it real quick here, T-Dubs, if you can have all these like, uh, oh, what are the Jared Butler, uh, White House, White House down, down. Olympus is yeah. down. If you can do those kind of movies, you should be able to pull off a G.I. Joe yes. movie more successfully than we have so far. Ass. Yeah. You know why? And they, and they make, they're, they're made cheap and they make money and that's yes. why they get sequels. Uh-huh. Uh, if you can make the Expendables work and be fun, Yep. You can make a PG-13 one with G.I. Joe characters where they just go off to the jungle or to some European country and kick ass and take names and have like the, the Suicide Squad and literally have a guy under the hood and use the voice from the cartoon for Cobra Commander. You take my money now. Just do all voice acting with Cobra Commander. That's that's, that's Chris Lotta, right? Yes. Is, is he still kicking? I think so. I don't know. Uh, so Snake Eyes, how many beers are required? I'll start. Uh, this movie is really disappointing for me. I love G.I. Joe's. 
I would say four pain beers, maybe five. It's two hours, but that, yeah, yeah, that's what pushes it to five for me. Cause if this were 90 minutes, I'd be like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, that was dumb, but it didn't like bore me. This was two hours and 30 minutes. And I'm like, what am I watching? Come on. Yeah. It's, it's painfully stupid. Chumpzilla. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I'll give it four pain beers and then and then pound that fifth one when the snakes show up the second time. Yeah, the double giant snake thing is oof. I was just, waiting just for uh, John Void to pop out and do the wink from Anaconda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. One yeah. of those. Just yeah. one. Wink done. All right. So we're going to take our first break and we're going to hear from our favorite beer clan, Hop Nation USA. And on the other side, we're going to discuss some lingering questions we have about the film. Hey, everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Hello and welcome back to the 133rd episode of Hops and Box Office Flops presented by Wabam Entertainment. And we are talking 2021's Snake Eyes origin story of gi joe sort of that's gonna be the whole story (laughs) this is all we're getting like it's it's the soft reboot right that's what this was right yeah yeah which i have a lot of questions about how dumb this plot is so i'll wait yeah 100 they were expecting this to do things for them but that being said how would you fix this movie I think we mentioned it a little bit during the plot. You remove some of the more magical, ridiculous elements and you just don't shoehorn in G.I. Joe and Cobra. And if you are going to use Cobra, then Kento works for Cobra. They don't work for him. Like it's, it really isn't that hard to no. imagine this movie going well. Cause the first hour is semi intriguing and then it kind of falls off the rails. Yeah. I mean, they honestly complicate it and a movie that's got, that establishes there are Joes and Cobra. This movie tries to make it way more complicated than it needs to be. You want my fix? The fix is you switch the characters of Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. Just also, yes, flop them. That, that too. Um, right? Where yeah. kind of like that's, that's, I think, the answer where you, you switch off who is the more like again, because we keep going back to Storm Shadow, Tommy routinely will go out of his way to help this guy who has been betraying him because he saw honor in his eyes, which to me at that point, I'm like, just make out, just kiss. It's fine. No, it's 2021. Just kiss. Well, and the, the female character catches him doing shady shit constantly. Yeah. And he's just so unlikable, like throughout the, he's like very uh, smug, and off-putting in his interactions with her <laughs> and they read him right off the bat too they're not certain of him and his motivations from jump street no one trusts him from the clan and no one should for obvious reasons yeah yeah like, i don't really have a big issue with him not being mute not going through the same metamorphosis that he becomes this person like you're making a movie dedicated to this character it's really difficult to do a movie 
and have the lead character not speak at all. Although if you've ever seen Willy's Wonderland, Nicolas Cage does so, and the movie's very entertaining, but that's a really goofy movie about Nicolas Cage killing Chuck E. Cheese-esque animatronic animals. So yeah, like this movie, the lead character has to carry quite a bit of weight. I mean, listen, I agree with that, but in keeping with the whole mythos of Snake Eyes, then in like the climax, he gets his throat cut and he can't talk anymore. Or, and now, yeah, he takes yeah. a vow of silence because he betrayed this guy and it resulted in his ouster from this clan that was very near and dear to him. At least some sort of atonement for your behavior. There's none. I mean, he does go yeah. back and help save the day, but it's not before countless people are slaughtered and most of the village is burned down. Yeah, I think I understand what you're saying there, Captain Cash, with like flopping the characters and, uh, Effectively, though, you're just saying make Snake Eyes likable, like make the lead in your movie, make the title character likable. So I root for him in the movie. And I think there's a better way to do that. And that's just to totally scrap this garbage plot that they have and this overcomplicated and including the fantastical stuff you talked about dropping two T-dubs. Get rid of that stuff and you make this a much more straightforward Joe and Cobra movie. And what you do is you keep the my dad's dead and I'm out for revenge angle. He gets recruited by, uh, you know, the bad guys to do a mission in exchange for handing over his dad's killer. Great. The bad guys end up being the Baroness and Destro. OK, and he's going after this MacGuffin. And then when he gets it and he hands it over to them in exchange for his dad, which is very similar. Dad's killer, that is, which is very similar to what the movie gives us. He realizes, just like in the movie, that he's made the wrong choice then. So it's not like it's he thinks he's doing the right thing up until, oh, my gosh, there's the big reveal. That's the twist. I've been working for the bad guys. And he realizes he needs to now help the people he he basically stole the MacGuffin from. And then you get the final conflict. He fights with these people. But there's collateral damage. His ally in the fight the guy that will go on to become storm shadow um, is either either wounded himself or loses someone close to him. And he gets very angry about it. And then the movie ends with the recruitment of him to come over to Cobra because now he's the one with vengeance on his mind. And that's, you see the Baroness bring him in front of a hooded Cobra commander and say like, you know, Hey, we need your help against these Joes. And of course you can have a few Joes get introduced along the way too, to help snake guys out sometime in the third act. But you just make it more of a straightforward action movie. You can have a little twist in there. Okay. But yeah. you need to introduce more characters that people care about because I'm sorry, just sprinkling in the Bears and Scarlet is not enough in a Joe movie. Yeah. So really what you're saying is if you're gonna if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. You can't just randomly throw in these two female characters, one from either, you know, both sides of the you know, the, yeah. the geopolitical spectrum, and then there's no context to them. They're just there. So if you, yeah, I, I think, and you throw in the Destro because you just go big with the villain. Make the vil- make the villains very clear and big in that second act. And like, oh no, it's that's who's really pulling the strings. Like, that can be a reveal. Like Destro oh, yeah. can be behind the scenes, and then and I mean, then you find out who he is at the end. At the end of the second act, and you're like, oh shit, it's Destro. Yeah. And then you but- get the third act where everything he, everything goes into the normal Joe versus Cobra angle. 
and you still can you, you know that it, that it feels, feels very like, that feels very han solo a store a star wars story where we get darth maul at the end no well, it actually but, it i mean it's very it's very but yeah no. that's a cliche formula though like that's yeah, not but, that wasn't original but, either no captain cash is 100 percent right because literally in in solo a star wars story kira i think that's her name flips sides and helps han solo and then betrays him and literally in this movie the baroness switches sides which is also dumb plot point number 168 yeah and then switch flip-flop flip-flop she's back evil again by the end of the movie can i this is um, a temporary alliance can i change my my one sentence description to snake eyes a gi joe story yes i yeah i mean that fits uh yeah that works so real quickly because there's if you count the animated movie there's four where would this rank in the gi joe movies i'd say dead last i'd hate the rock movie i think it's terrible uh the first live action movie also not particularly entertaining but at least like it went i it felt like gi joe to me and the cartoon is head and shoulders above all of them yeah, the cartoon rocks. That's clearly number one. He slipped into a coma. Which one of the movies, the live action ones, has the guys in the mech suits running down the street? That's the first one, directed by okay. the mummies, Stephen Summers. And Th- that, which of that them hurts my brain. Deep Impact. Not nice. Deep Impact. Uh, what's the movie with Treat Williams that was going to lead into the... Uh, it was like a world builder for some other, other movie. You know, he goes onto the ship. Fomp Janssen's there. There's the sea monsters. What the hell? What's, what's that movie? What? Yeah, we talked about it on the pod. I'm going to look it up while you guys... Did you just have a stroke? Movies. What? Deep Star 6? Leviathan? Just rank the movies and I'm going to look it up. Okay, th- oh, all right. Th- this, this is... I, I haven't seen the other two G.I. Joes, but the animated movie from like 1986 or 7, I still like better, and that movie's not very good. If you go back and watch uh, I'm sorry, Cobra oh, dude, dude, you bet. Cobra la 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 You should eat, you should eat your words because that movie's fantastic. Listen, it's fantastic. I'll uh, accept that the Transformers movie is accidentally fantastic. I'm not sure I agree the same oh, no. with the D.I. Joe movie. One day we're going to do it, and I will talk very lovingly about that. It's Deep Rising, by the way. You there was okay yeah <laughs> i was Keep pretty rising, close whatever. i did the stupid meteor movie uh so here's a, a question i'm inserting i'm not sure how familiar you guys are with the gi joe cartoon or the comic even uh not i didn't really read the comic in truth I, I watched the cartoon when i was a kid i think there's many good stories to tell as a gi joe movie and if you were going to start a G.I. Joe franchise, which arc would you start with? I have a very definitive one. Weather controller. Okay. The weather dominator. Yep, that one. I, myself, Arise, Serpentor, Arise. Mm-hmm. That is I mean, two you can jump right already, in. you know? And by the end of it, it looks like they're they're basically done. Cobra has created this guy he's got the dna of all these great warriors throughout history and then the last movie return of the jedi tells itself how they didn't do this is beyond me how they created like these three shit fest scripts that they created is beyond me even 
the one with Serpentor and Cobra Law, the cartoon, that is a better story than the stories they've told. I might give you, so the, the first movie is them getting the DNA to make Serpentor, and maybe even you can throw it back and make it like a an 80s, 60s thing. But at the end of the day, technically Cobra wins and they make the baby that becomes Serpentor. Cool. And yeah. then that's your sequel now set in modern day. I, I think this is all so doable. And the fact that they, they just like come up with these stupid ham-fisted ideas yeah. is, is beyond me. Although, sadly enough, Age Voltron stole the MacGuffin from the shitty second G.I. Joe movie, which is drop a giant piece of metal and it'll cause immense damage. That's it's yeah. the same plot. We're going to carry this thing into the air and drop it. Yeah, I, I think... It's not what the movie's was, about. It's how it's about it. Yeah. No, Age so, of Ultron's obviously a much better movie, but it's funny to me that they stole it. Like, how are we going to destroy everything? We'll just carry it rock. really high. <laughs> big, big rock. We're going to save the universe by punching each other. Um, so... I agree with you, T-Dubs. I was a big fan of the cartoon as a kid. I was always a much bigger fan of Cobra because I always thought those characters were more interesting than the kind of generic... Well, you just had jokes. a leather fetish at, at six years old for yeah. the, the Baroness. Yeah, very Thanks a lot, clean. Yeah. To Chumzilla's uh, defense, there was a dynamic to Cobra that was interesting, whereas G.I. Joe was very bubblegum. Everyone yeah. was like, hey, rah, rah. And Cobra was always sort of backstabbing each other and you kind of wanted them to win because they were like the lovable losers. <laughs> Cobra! <laughs> but I, I agree. I think the problem is you got all these color, colorful, <clears throat> colorful characters on the villain side and your superhero or, you know, military hero movie is only going to be as good as your villains. So they really need to mind that. And to your point, Serpentor is a great villain. He really is. And there's just a lot of cool visuals to use. Just lean into it. Like and Marvel's then, proved, if you lean into the comic, you lean into the material, yeah. you're going to resonate with the audience. And, and that, that's and, a problem. Uh, I don't think they do enough. It's too generic Call of Duty looking, in my opinion. Yeah. And obviously, Cobra Commander always had a very striking look to him. Yes. I used, I used to have this poster. It was a rip, a rib on Uncle Sam. And it was Cobra Wants You with Cobra Commander pointing in the hood and it was a great poster. Yeah. So so let me ask do you like the of uh, the three cobra commanders from the uh the the, the con, or excuse me the cartoon continuity you've got hood chrome dome and the scuba mask. I was always a chrome dome guy. Well, I chrome, chrome dome, dome chrome dome's really cool and they did it well in GI Joe Retaliation. Oh, see rock. I haven't seen that one. Like the costume is awesome. Unfortunately, is they totally retconned the character and it made no sense. So, because of course they killed Duke and all this stuff. I like the hood. The hood was my favorite Cobra Commander. You're, you're a hood guy. Okay. What about I, you, Captain I'm, Cash? I'm on Chrome Dome, actually. I, just, I really like because it, it's different enough that I'm here yeah, for Yeah, to it. me, it was menacing. I, I'll I like tell you this. He's, like... he's got some of the best variations of any of the characters, for sure, in terms of action yeah. figures. Um, yeah. Quick cool. answer. Uh, better or worse than the last few Bayformers? I'm gonna say yes because those are unwatchable, and yeah. I could probably still watch this and be like, you yeah, know, there's some things I like here. Didn't love it, but you know, I, I will no, accept I, better than the Bayformers, but 
like that's that's like, damning with yeah. faint praise isn't yeah. it right yeah. I, I, I agree i agree and if i was going to rank these because i didn't get my ranking in uh, i would put it ahead of the bayformers and i would say it goes animated movie snake eyes and then the other two live actions because i've seen bits i've never seen them all the way through i've seen They're, bits and pieces oof. i'm not a fan and this movie tried i will give it some credit it tried it was a little more ambitious as an origin story but again if you're going for that soft root uh, reboot angle i just don't think they did enough of the heavy lifting there i and i think it was literally one or two or th- well three or four decisions away from being competent yeah and it just yeah. made the it just absolute wrong decision and all of those decisions were make your lead more likable that was yeah that's a big <laughs> that's part of them uh best action scene I mentioned it earlier. I think the at the at the the LA Harbor, I really like that. I love that scene. Very crazy 88s. I think you said that to me via yeah. text message, yep. uh, Captain Cash. Uh I love when people are running around with katanas. And uh I wish the camera framing was better though, because if you watch Warrior, Koji's a badass. He's a total mm-hmm. badass. Let the dude carry this movie. Let them fight. Because if the action scenes are framed better, would the movie still suck? Yes, but at least it'd be highly entertaining. Right. It would have been a competently shot action movie, which can stand alone on itself, right? Which, yeah. Itself. So it's like, like, oh, the plot's done. Story aside, right. It's great. Yeah. Like, I'll watch it because all the action scenes are awesome. Yeah, it's a good martial arts movie. And this flirts with that. But again, this movie can't decide what it wants to be. Yeah, I, I, that's the problem in my mind with this movie is that it's you didn't get martial arts people for what should be your martial arts movie. Yeah. And uh, I think that is probably the strongest action scene that we get. And the problem is it's the first really big one. And then the movie kind of never yeah. the, gets the back motor... to that point. It peaks early. And then everything else is kind of meh after the, that. The motorcycle chase is pretty cool. Um, there's a there's a moment in this when the village is being mm. overrun by Kenta's Yakuza with a hard master. And you're like, oh, yeah, let's go. The dude from the raid surrounded by 20 people and they cut the thing to shit and it's over in 10 seconds. Yeah. And it's such a bummer. If you watch the raid, that guy is amazing. That can yeah. literally make your action movie if in that scene he's allowed to do the shit he did in either the raid or the raid two or the night comes for us. It's it's just like it's so disheartening. And that's why yeah. I had this question here: like, name a more talented cast that's been wasted. And clearly there has been. But I it was really disappointing to me to see how much this movie flubbed having some of these people I really like. I thought it's a no-brainer to have uh, Andrew Koji as Storm Shadow. Like, holy shit, that's a dream casting. And they totally yeah. screw it up. Well, okay, so I'll answer your question first, but then I have a question for you because you're the resident you know, kung fu movie guy. I would say that, just to be topical, that The Eternals is a bigger wasted cast because... Ooh, see, I was going to ask just, that, but just I haven't because seen it the, yet. Not because of the martial arts abilities there, but the names that they that Marvel yeah. got for that movie. Hard agree. That and movie is a even murderer, Chloe Zhao. It's a murder. Yeah, the director even. Plus yeah, the director. Like, yeah. Like this. No, I think it's a better movie than Snake Eyes. Been mostly miss. She just won the Oscar. 
Right, but the bar was much higher for that than yeah. first eight guys, and they Agreed. still they came in under the bar, which I think is a bigger miss because there was a ton of firepower behind that. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but they barely use Angelina Jolie. Like, how many lines does she have in that movie, Captain Cash? Uh, not south enough. Of twenty. Yeah, not enough. Okay. Selma See, Hayek, yeah. not really used all that much. Uh, now, I'm not saying that it would have helped the movie had those guys got more screen time, but it's shocking how little some of those big names get used in that movie, and and it's it's underwhelming. And obviously, it's the uh, you know the jury's out and it's mixed results. But anyway, I, so see, I'll hold on to my question. I'll, I'll let Captain Cash answer first. Yeah. What was the question? <laughs> Basically, that the more name a more talented cast that's absolutely wasted. And for this, it's pockets because you got the Koji, you've got Iko Uwe's. I hope I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly, but you know, you've got who you get Golding, who's supposed to be he's pretty charismatic in other things. Yeah, then, yeah, he's great in Crazy uh, Rich Asians, right? Yeah, you got no, Samara I, Weaving. I actually, like, I feel like Chumzilla's got it. If I had to go, you know, let me let me pick one where there's this just murderer's row of actors and they don't do anything or enough. Yeah. That one for sure. So yeah, that's pretty topical. So I'm glad you agree with me there, Captain Cash, but okay. So now I got my question for you. You get this great cast. You've got all these martial arts guys that have put great fights on film. Whose fault is it that doesn't get used? Is it the script that does not allow for the enough of the fights to occur in a way that they could be framed and shot? Which I don't feel like is. director. Is it the director? Yeah. Is it money? Is he? Is this guy just not know how to shoot fights? Because I mean, well, I don't think there's there's not a lot of kung fu in the the YA movies he did. He also did the Time Traveler's Wife. Oh, um, Captain Cash loves I, that. Movie. I actually do like that movie. I, I like the book better, though. To be, if I'm being honest, so, um, Eric Bana, welcome back to the pod. But again, yeah, not a lot of fight scenes in that. Does he just this guy not know how to cut a fight scene and didn't get fight choreographers? Is that the well? Problem? From what I read this movie was very physically intense. So when you watch that uh, opening fight where he's fighting Mojo Raleigh, they look like they're really taking it to each other. He, you know, yeah. it was hard. It was like going through a physical boot camp, according to Henry Golding. And it's just framed poorly. And that goes down to the director and the cinematographer and then also the editing. So, yeah. because you know, they're shooting this from multiple angles. Sure. So there should be some wide shots, right? So how you're cutting this together is like the problem is like, you know, how many overhead shots did we get of just like random scenery? And you can't do that in like oh. certain scenes to let these fights breathe. It's just insane to me. Um, Let's talk about the the uh, title cards. Oh, yeah. For the, the establishing shots. Oof. <laughs> oh, those title cards. <laughs> I'll also admit, not great in the Eternals either. Uh, not everyone um, which can hey, be... might get its own episode of the pod here if i if, yeah. I, if I have my way I'd, I'd love to talk about that maybe. not everybody can be james gunn who can do it really creatively and it looks cool and it, it like look cool. flows into the movie here yeah. they they just look like it just looks bootleg i'm sorry i apologize <laughs> to whoever did them but it sucks it just no, it, it looks like the it's intern tough. Yeah, like no, one, no one sets out to make a bad movie, you know. Yeah. So it sucks when you're like, oh, "Yep, yeah, we're we're gonna shit on this movie for somewhere between an hour to ninety minutes," you know. Well, it's well, not like it's yeah. just us. Fair. Yeah. You know, we're, Honestly, we're, kind of, we're kind of covering stuff that other folks already said, but yeah, that's least, one of the weaker points. At least we're trying to be funny and doing it. <laughs> we're not yeah, totally callous. Sort of uh, trying to be funny. Yeah. So uh -huh. we're gonna. 
that leads us into our second break. Uh, we're going to hear from our tag team partners over the Double Turn Podcast. And when we come back, it is the three challenges of the Warrior Trivia Challenge. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history. We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side. Hello, and welcome back to the 133rd episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We're talking 2021 Snake Eyes, and this is the three challenges of the warrior. The three challenges of the what? The one joke the guy tells, not a good one. <laughs> Trivia challenge. Uh, gentlemen, we have a standard five-question multiple-choice format quiz. To chime in, either stick with one of our stalwarts, farts and tarts, or I'm going to shoot my magic rock firestone. <laughs> can or... I shoot my blue lasers? Sure. Or red lasers? Yeah. Uh, or you can say, hey, fish boy, or strike with honor. Could I also get a cobra? La, 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 la. Fine with me. All right. Sweet. Yep. Got to get tough. Yo, Joe. Oh, yo, Joe would also work. Yeah. So since there's almost nothing about the making of this movie other than like really surface level stuff. This trivia is dedicated to the character of snake eyes. Are you ready? Okay. Oh, by the way, if you win, you get the loaded dice that led to his father's ultimate demise, which will allow you to also screw over seemingly innocent people. In you mean toy with people before <laughs> I murder them. Yes. Yeah. Also, Minecraft. Can I just tell you again, how could you fix this movie? I don't know. Maybe make this random dude an actual Cobra character. Sure. Dr. Mindbender. Yeah. No. Dr. Mindbender. No, just, just guy. <laughs> just, just guy. Uh, what was the one dude with the, with the, the eye makeup? Zartania? Zartan. Zartan and, and Zortax? No, Tomax and Tomax. Zamot. Tomax and Zamot. That's what I was doing. Yeah. I mean, there's so many characters you could have made him. Yeah. Ugh. Totally. Ugh. I hate it. I hate it so much sometimes. All right. Number one. Snake Eyes, like many G.I. Joes, has a trusty furry companion. What is their name? Is it A, Timber? Is it B, Order? Is it C, Junkyard? Or is it D, Freedom? Pork chop sandwiches. Chumzilla. A. It is Timber. Uh, huh. Order is Law's dog. Junkyard is Mutt's dog. And Freedom is Spirit. Native American G.I. Joe's bald eagle. I have a complete huh. spirit in package and his nice. friggin' rubber band broke. Oh no. Yep. In so the package? Is, yeah. In the package. Like, so now, oh. I, now it's useless. Well, no, no. I mean, those could be, I mean, it's, I mean, those things age. That's just, yeah. you can't help that. But I mean, I don't plan on really selling any of my G.I. Joe's. I have a Cobra Commander that was a mail in on file card. Uh, nice. I talked to my cousin. I guess it's not worth as much as uh, I, I forget which one is worth a ton now. But there's one. I think it's the a first edition of the, the Chrome Dome. Is the one mm. everybody wants. It's worth quite a bit. But nice. Chrome Dome rules. I also have William the Refrigerator Perry was a mail in. His rubber band broke too. So total yeah. bummer. St still inside the package. 
No. Well, he no, I don't have him in the package, but I have all his accessories. Oh, well, you can get those rubber bands online, man. Hit I'm going to have to because I, yeah. I think it's oh, going to yeah. be like a project of mine to rebuild all these. Anyways. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a whole community about refurbishing, you know, the yeah. Joes. Refurbish so, your Joes. Yeah. You can get your parts. You can find parts and stuff online. Like, there's a ton of that on eBay. But anyway, moving on. Okay. So that concludes Nerd Collector Hour. And on to question number two. Uh, the origin of Snake Eyes' codename has multiple stories in G.I. Joe lore. Which of these is not one of them? A, his father reminded him as he headed off to Vietnam, and the next thing you know, Snake Eyes, end of the line. B, he was given the name Hebi No Me by his sensei, the hard master. Or C, this movie's portrayal is actually accurate. This is how he got his name. Pork chop sandwiches. Captain Cash. C, that didn't happen. That did not happen. Uh, so the first one- made it up. Yeah, first one is from the G.I. Joe Marvel Comics series written yep. by uh, Larry Hama. And the second one is from G.I. Joe Renegades, which was a later animated series that I've never watched. But yeah. Fun oh. fact about Larry Hama, the creator of Snake Eyes. Uh, he actually had a Joe uh, created in his likeness. What so, was that Joe? Yeah. Tunnel what Rat. You? Oh, Tunnel Rat. My, mm-hmm. One of my favorite shows. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. One of the things that bugs me about watching the old cartoon movie to this day is there's these rookies, Jinx, Chuckles, Tunnel Rat, Big Fly. They never made a Big Fly toy. And it seems a little racist to me. He was like this basketball player, black guy. And he was great. And he's great in the movie. And they never made a Big Fly toy. It bugs uh, me to this day. Reasonable. Yeah. Anyways, number three, we're tied at one to one. In the comics and later series, Snake Eyes has often been romantically linked to this character. Is it A, Lady J? Is it B, Jinx? Is it C, Scarlet? Or is it D, Cover Girl? Porkchop sandwiches? Captain Cash. Lady J. Incorrect. Damn it! Mm. I know know what the answer is now. It was a 50-50 and... uh, Chumzilla, would you like your options again? I'm a computer. Uh, I, I think it's Jinx. No, Jinx was one no, of his apprentices. It's Scarlet. It's Scarlet. Um, really? I did, I did not know that. There's even an issue of the comic where he missed their wedding because he was going through a deep depression after his apprentice, Ophelia, was murdered. Hmm. Now, bonus question. Hmm. I don't which remember Cobra, that. Which Cobra character murdered Ophelia? He's in one of the G.I. Joe movies. So that's the only hint I'll give you. Or, heck, I'll even say he's in the second G.I. Joe movie with The Rock. Um, Uh, Yes, Captain Cash. Dr. Mindbender? Incorrect. I was going to give you another hint. He's played by the third Punisher, Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson? It's also a Batman villain. Oh, wait, no. I don't think they Scarecrow, have the same name. The Joker. No. Bane. I don't think they have the same name. Catwoman. Similar names. Oh, Listen, I'd, I'd pay good money to see Ray, Ray Stevenson play Catwoman. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, oh, uh, 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 no, I was thinking there's a cat with a crocodile or something. I give Three. up. It's not Crocmaster. It was Firefly. What's the Batman? Oh, Firefly. Uh, you know, Firefly. That, 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 that tracks. Yeah. That tracks, yeah. Uh, number four, we're still tied at one to one. Larry Hama created the character Snake Eyes in 1982. 
He was an integral part of the creative team to produce the Marvel comic series, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero. How many issues did the series run? Was it Mm. A, 125? Was it B, 135? Was it C, 145? Or was it D, 155? Farts and tarts. Captain Cash. 155. That's correct. The series ran from June of 1982 to December 1994. I had quite a few of those. Not not by not 155, but I, I used to have a, over 20 G.I. Joe comics. But I was never good at keeping in line with the entire run of any comic. There's just so yeah. many. And, it, and it's also fair to point out that the comics predated the cartoon and they didn't necessarily, uh, they weren't aligned. They were, no, they, they, were no. they were similar, but definitely separate continuities. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Uh, but they did set the tone for a lot of different characters in particular snake eyes where mm-hmm. his entire like lore is basically built through yeah. what Larry Holland did with the character. Oh yeah. Yeah. The comics are way more intense and, and fill in a lot of backstories and the cartoons pulled from them for sure. Yeah. Like it's, it's a weird relationship, but I'll, I'll talk about that later about the whole Hasbro Marvel thing. But yeah, I'm sorry. Let's, let's keep so going. You have a chance to tie and get one of the die, which okay. would allow okay. you to still screw people over and, uh, in unsavory ways uh number five as a cost-saving measure the original 1982 snake eyes action figure was made with recycled parts from gi joe figures and just painted black which of these characters did he not share his torso piece with was it a breaker was it b stalker was it c grunt or was it d zap mr bus rider I'm going to go with D, Zap. You are correct. And you are tied and you will each get one of the dice. He did share his arms with Zap, probably his waist too, because he shared his waist with, I think, 12 of the original 15 characters. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, they just painted the character black. And of course, he had some really cool iterations as well. But that first one was just mostly recycled parts. So he was one of the cooler action figures, like, if your buddy had a snake eyes, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I have uh, one of the new age snake eyes. Is, uh, I've still got the original. I've still got the, the one after that. I've still got the ninja whatever series snake eyes that kind of sucks because it's got zero, like almost no points of articulation. It's really annoying. Yeah. But all right. So that uh, brings us to recommendations. Uh, what do you have on tap for this week, gentlemen? We'll start with Captain Cash. All right. You want a movie that's a reboot of a classic 80s cartoon that, you know, maybe went a little too long, so we're retooling it for the modern audience? Don't watch Snake Eyes. Watch Bumblebee. Bumblebee's fun. It's good. It even mixes in some of the classic uh, Stan Bush soundtrack stuff. So that, like, the best version of this movie is Bumblebee. Okay. And starring your good buddy, John Cena. Oh, yeah. And uh, John Cena's in it. And, and Haley Steinfeld. It's, it's a good cast. Two of your favorite people. One of them's in the Suicide Squad, and the other one's about to be in Hawkeye. And was in Spider-Verse. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say that the first, like, 10 minutes of Bumblebee is the best um, Transformers the, uh, movie best we've ever had. I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let the why, record. Why state, they just didn't do this, that for a whole movie? I'll never understand. Let the record state this is Chumpzilla's repeated stance on Bumblebee on this podcast. 
Yep. No, uh, I'm just repeating myself. Yeah. Chumzilla, uh, are you going to recommend The Expanse now just to undermine Captain Cash? I mean, do it. No, it's a great tales. show. And it like Expanse is coming back in December, baby. Last last season. Yeah. I just want to also get on my my nerd collector uh, soapbox here for a second and say that I believe the second version of Snake Eyes action figure that came out in like an 85 to me was always the definitive version. Was that the that blue was the one? Was it blue with the red visor? No, that's the, it's that's the, the one that third, came. I believe, and that one's no. That's like the fourth. That's garbage. Okay. No, no, no. Um, that the, one's good. That one's good. It, the, no, ninja, I don't know. The, the ninja thing one's garbage. The, the third, the third one that came was the one where he had uh, blades across his chest that were crossed, and, and he had timber. The second one is the one with timber, and that's where he first really gets the visor, the slanted, yeah, the yeah. slatted, the slatted visor. That's the second one, and to me, that was that was the definitive Snake Eyes. That's the one you wanted. It came with the wolf. He had the slatted visor. It was awesome. Um, but anyway, so hey, my recommendation is to go and check out the uh, the parody G.I. Joe PSAs, um, because if you're of a certain age, you're familiar with those. Um, you can still find them on YouTube and all over the place. But also check out the history behind them. It's an interesting story. Uh, the guy that did them ran a film company called Fensler film. His name was Eric Fensler. He was out of Chicago. And there's a couple of news articles about how he became like one of the first viral videos of the internet. And it's worth digging up the history on those old PSAs. Plus they're still hilarious. They're worth checking out. But uh, yeah, long story short, he found a, a DVD of like the first two or three seasons of GI Joe in a bargain bin at some, you know, media store back when people still bought DVDs at a physical store. And uh, he brought them home and started messing around with the DVDs. And he found that these PSAs were on there. So he started cutting those up and redubbing them over with his friends. And it became one of the first big viral uh, pre YouTube even videos on the internet. And that was something that hit when most of us were still in college back in the early aughts. And it's good times and it's good to revisit those. So check it out and then read up on Fensler film. And uh, also spoiler, he, he does stick in the media industry. He goes on to, I think, work like the Tim and Eric show and some of the uh, for him. Yeah, Cartoon Network guys. Yeah. So cool stuff. Okay. Check it uh, out. And that's that's probably my actually that's my real answer for my second favorite G.I. Joe movie, animated movie. Then the PSA. The PSAs, yeah. And then everything else. I can attest. I own uh, every season of G.I. Joe on DVD. They're there. And uh, even like just the regular ones are funny. Not even the ones he like redubbed. Like they're so absurd. It's like, you know, it's like common sense. Don't like, touch don't that electrical, refrigerator. Don't touch that electrical wire. It's like, but then, you know, in the 80s, like kids were just allowed to go outside and like wreak havoc. <laughs> There's no parental <laughs> guidance whatsoever. So I guess I mean, you needed. I, you needed shipwreck yeah, to show up and be like with his bird, like to tell you not to stick your hand in the garbage disposal. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't do that. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, the eighties. Good times. So my recommendation is the prisoners of the ghost land, which is an absolutely bonkers Nicholas cage movie. It came out earlier this year. It's sort of a dystopian Mad Max style samurai Western flick. It's it was right in my wheelhouse. It's great. Essentially, Nicholas Cage robs a bank. He goes to prison. Uh, <laughs> Sophia Batella gets kidnapped. She belongs to this guy who runs this town, and he goes, "Go get her." 
So they put this suit on him and he's got explosives at his head, his arms and his testicles. It's like, if you get horny, one of your testicles will explode. If you do this, one of your arms will explode. And if basically, if you don't fulfill your mission, you're the, it's the suicide squad, right? We're going to blow you up. It is so weird and so great. <laughs> and say, that sounds like the suicide squad, but with I, extra steps. I'm just going to tell you one of his testicles gets blown up. <laughs> so just let's put it on the table. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. I need to ask, what is the surgical explosive that they are using? A very to good destroy question. Yeah. Just a single ball just and not ball. the other. Yeah. Not to rupture the entire scrub. They're so close. <laughs> it feels like that's, that's not an either or choice when it comes to explosives. He's doing some acting when he seemingly starts to get horny for Sophia Patella in this scene. That is peak cage. <laughs> Listen. It, As an adult male incredible. who knows who who has known who Sophia Batella is for the last 25 years, I don't think any acting at all is required to be like, yeah, I'm getting horned up on this lady. It's uh it's a magnificent movie. So I mean I can guess what Cage is, oh, is it thinking is. It's what so the move good. is here. You know, we obviously did a bunch of bad Nicolas Cage movies, and this movie is certainly also a, bad a, a b movie but it has a very cool aesthetic to it and if you're into weird indie movies i really think you'll dig it so check it out the prisoners of the ghost land i bought it uh it's available to rent most places of course uh, for like 3.99 so remember you can find the show on facebook twitter and instagram at hops and bo flops you can find myself on twitter at writer tlk captain cash where can they find you on the socials at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most of your social media. And Chumpzilla, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at Chumpzilla8. Okay, good, because I thought you were going to say I can be found as a piece of snake feces because they knew I was a sinner as soon as I went into the snake pit. Remember, you can find our other host who's uh, been a little busy lately, but he'll be back soon. Mayor McCheese at H-B-O-F McCheese on Twitter. And you can check out Wabam Entertainment at wabamentertainment.com or on Twitter and Instagram at W-O-B-A-M-E-N-T. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to like, share, and subscribe and connect with us on social media to share ideas for future episodes. In the end, listeners, everything you want in life comes at a price, including a semi-competent G.I. Joe movie. We'll see you next week for the third entry in our Hops and Attempted Franchise flop series, the 90s beloved classic, thank God, a good attempted franchise flop, The Rocketeer. Pew!